podcast. It's me, Rob, again. Um, up to the fourth episode. Um, I hope everybody had a great weekend, a football-filled weekend. I know I did. I watched a lot of games, uh, followed a lot of games, as I always do. You know, I can't always watch all of them, so I'll catch them on my phone or, you know, get the updates and notifications. Um, Bundesliga started this weekend, so did La Liga. Uh, VFB Stuttgart had a game this weekend, uh, but I'll get into all that later. I want to start off with the, uh, I guess, the biggest game of this past week, um, <clears throat> the UEFA Super Cup. Um, I definitely did not expect uh, for Liverpool to, uh, I guess, have a hard time with Chelsea like they did. Chelsea came out um, wanting to win this. I mean, after you know they they had their embarrassing uh, loss to Manchester United the week before, or you know a few days before, um, they definitely seemed like they had something to prove. And to me, it seemed like they you know controlled most of the first half. Um, you know, both both teams had a couple chances. Um, I know, you know, fellow American, I seem to mention him on every podcast, but Christian Pulisic, um, he had a, a really good opportunity to, you know, he actually did score, but, you know, ended up being offside. Um, but Chelsea, you know, they really, really controlled that game. You know, Giroud had the first goal in the 36th minute and uh, they were just, they were just playing well. It seemed like it seemed almost like Chelsea really wasn't there to try to win that. Like they didn't, they felt like they had nothing to prove. Uh, they were just going to be, you know, playing the game, you know, just cause they had to. And then the second half, it was a completely different game. Uh, once Firmino came in, um, it just seemed like the team was just, they were just playing different. I mean, three minutes after the start of the half, um, you know, Sadio Mane scores and it just seems like he hasn't taken a break. You know, he had the Africa Cup of Nations and then he had, a, you know, a couple of days it felt like to uh, get back with the team. Thought he was going to have a little, you know, sluggish start, but uh, he definitely proved that that's not going to be the case for him. Um, you know, Firmino setting him up. Um, so Mane, you know, that first goal was good. You know, the second goal I thought was was, was definitely better. It was a it was a classic Mane type goal. Um, yeah. Didn't think it was going to end up going into uh, to extra time like that, but uh, I, I thought that you know Chelsea was going to win it. To be honest, I, I did pick Chelsea just because I thought they were come, were going to come out you know a little bit stronger. Um, but then you know it went into extra time, and eventually it went into penalties, and uh, yeah, Liverpool ended up winning it. So they are basically after winning the Champions League, they are the super champions of Europe I guess I don't know what you call the the team that wins the Europa League and then wins the Super Cup because they're really nothing special they won a second tier cup and then they won the Super Cup so I don't know what you would call them but it definitely wouldn't be the uh the super champions of Europe all right so that was the Super Cup it's a decent game I actually rushed home to watch that game I was in uh Munich that day had to drive all the way back here to Stuttgart um you know got home about five minutes before the game I was driving. Uh, my wife was not really happy about how fast I was driving to get home, but uh, you know, got the autobahn. There's no speed limits on certain sections. I got everybody home safe, and we all got to enjoy the game. All right, so moving on to uh, match day two in League, uh, the French league. I'm gonna go over every game. Um, on Friday, we had uh, Lyon hosting Angers, and uh, Lyon. I mean, this is the the second week in a row where they just 
destroyed the the competition. I mean, they won six to nothing. Dembele had two goals. Memphis Depay had two goals. So, you know, I mean, it, it's obvious that they they're probably going to be the team that's going to challenge uh, PSG this year. Um, last weekend they beat Monaco. <clears throat> Monaco was down by a man, you know, for the majority of the match. But uh, this week, I mean, they got a clean sheet and they put up six goals on on their opponent. Um, Saturday, Nantes and Marseille uh, had a 0-0 tie. Um, and Toulouse and Dijon, Toulouse 1, Dijon 0. Uh, let's see, Bordeaux and Montpellier. Uh, Montpellier 1, Bordeaux 1. Um, Bordeaux actually had a goal in the 90th minute, but uh, it was disallowed by, by VAR. Um, it was a Camara. I mean, it seemed like this weekend there was a lot of goals in all, across all the leagues that are playing, that there was a lot of goals that were disallowed by, uh, by VAR. Um, let's see. Mets 3, Monaco nothing. Um, this is Monaco's second loss in a row. I mean, at this point, you know, and based on how they looked last year, I mean, Monaco is, they, they may get relegated this year. Um, it, it's hard to believe that a few years ago, you know, they were challenging for the League One title, but uh, this year it doesn't seem like it. And also for the second game in a row, um, they had to play with 10 men. Uh, Ruben Aguilar, 34th minute, got a red card. There was actually a lot of red cards in the French League this week. Um, the next game, Amiens 1, Lille 0. Um, it's another game with a red card. Uh, Lil got a, a red card in the 39th minute, so they had to play, you know, with 10 men. And Timothy Weah, you know, fellow American, um, he came he came in in the 84th minute and didn't really do anything. Obviously, his team lost. You know, obviously though they were down by uh, a man for, you know, the majority of the match, two thirds of the match. Um, then we have uh, Nem one Nice two. Both of these teams got red cards in this game. Uh, two yellows that uh, turned into a red. Pablo Martinez for Nem, and then Racine Colli for Nice. Um, but, you know, it essentially balanced out. Um, even though Nice won, even though they, they played with um, with 10 men for the majority of the match. But uh, Nem is not, they're not a good team. Nice is, is not bad, but uh, yeah. So yesterday, Sunday, uh, we had Saint Etienne one and Brest one. Uh, Rem and Strasbourg played to a zero zero draw, and then the the shocker of the week, as far as the French league at least, you had Rennes at home, Rennes two, Paris Saint Germain one. Um, that was a shock to me. PSG went up after Cavani scored in the 36th minute, and you would think you know they would just cruise to uh, to victory, but you know they they got shocked. Um, Rennes scored a goal shortly before halftime, and then again shortly after halftime they came out and scored a goal, and then PSG was just not able to have any scoring opportunities. Um, it, it's shocking because I'm not. You know, suggesting that I thought PSG was going to run through the league completely, you know, without any, you know, draws or losses this season. But they are the best team in the league. And I definitely didn't think that they would lose a game, the second game of the season, uh, to Rennes of all teams. Um, 
So I guess we'll see how they are <laughs> as the weeks progress. I'm sure for them it was a shock. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say about that. Moving on to the Premier League, uh, match day two, uh, we had Arsenal 2, Burnley 1. Uh, this is the second game in a row where uh, Arsenal were missing uh, Mesut Ozil and Saeed Kalasinak. Um, a couple of weeks ago, they were together in London. Some guys tried to carjack them, pulled some knives on them. Um, you know, there have been some threats against them ever since then. Uh, where the team and I believe the FA has stepped in, and, you know, said that there's you know credible threats against them. So these guys have sent their spouses back to Germany or to live with family or whatever. But uh, it, it obviously hasn't affected Arsenal yet. Uh, two matches, two wins, six points. Uh, Lacazette scored in the 13th minute. Um, and then Ashley Barnes scored for Burnley in the 43rd. And then for the second game in a row, Aubameyang comes in. Scores the winner this week. It was in the uh, the 64th minute, so uh, they're doing pretty well. Um, you know, hopefully they can they can continue it. Um, I don't know if if any of you guys saw it, but uh, there's a highlight of uh, Pepe putting a move like this. I don't even know how to call it. Um, he basically just did a stop and a change of direction and a nutmeg on a guy. Uh, it's all over YouTube, or you can find it on Twitter. Um, probably one of the better moves that I've seen recently. Um, you know, obviously he hasn't scored, but he has had a little bit of an impact on the team. Um, so, you know, we'll see what they do in the next coming weeks. Uh, next match, we had uh, Aston Villa 1, Bournemouth 2, uh, Brighton Hove Albion 1, West Ham United 1. Chicharito actually scored the goal for West Ham United in the 64th minute. Uh, Everton 1, Watford 0. Norwich City 3, Newcastle 1, and uh, Timu Puki, I think is how you say his name. He had a hat trick in that game for Norwich City. He scored a 32nd, 63rd, and 75th minute. And then John Joe Shelby um, scored for Newcastle. Um, Southampton 1, Liverpool 2. Um, again, uh, Sadio Mane scored right after halftime. Like I said, this guy hasn't slowed down since last season I mean he played the entire season last year left the team went to um, the Africa Cup of Nations you know almost won the game or almost won excuse me the cup um, with Senegal and you know now he's back in the Premier League so and keep in mind they also also that they played on Wednesday in the Super Cup uh, Robert Roberto Firmino scored in the 71st minute and as I mentioned it was uh, Southampton 1 Liverpool 2 um, in one of the shocks, I guess, maybe not for Tottenham fans, but uh, Manchester City 2, Tottenham Hotspur 2. Um, they actually, again, this is another, you know, <laughs> VAR disallowed goal. Uh, Gabriel Jesus had a goal in the 94th minute taken back um, because of VAR. But Raheem Sterling and Sergio Aguero both scored for Manchester City. And then... Lamella and Lucas Mora scored for Tottenham. So um, that's big for Tottenham, you know, coming uh, out of the, the uh, out of Manchester City with a point. 
um, is big. And I mean, that's going to that's going to be big later on for both teams, you know, especially if the title race is as close as it was last year, potentially losing two points, you know, for Manchester City um, that could hurt them down the road. We'll see. I mean, you know, Liverpool is doing well and now Manchester City is going to be behind them in the table. So uh, let's see. Yesterday we had Sheffield United one Crystal Palace zero. Chelsea won, Leicester City won, so uh, Frank Lampard gets his first uh, point as manager of Chelsea, and tonight we have Wolves against Manchester United, that that actually should be a, a good game, uh, Wolves had a, a pretty good season last year against the top six teams, um, so we'll see how they do tonight, I may actually watch that game. Okay, moving on to La Liga. We have the start of the, the season on Friday with the defending league champions Barcelona at Athletic Bilbao. Now, I know I definitely uh, <laughs> predicted Barcelona to uh, not only win this game, but also the league, which I, I still think they'll win the league. But um, I don't know what happened in this game. Um, Athletic Bilbao, I just, I don't know. Maybe first game at home, crowd is behind him. Barcelona didn't play well. Um, I mean, and the the goal from Athletic Bilbao came late. It was in the 89th minute, uh, but they stunned Barcelona and won uh, one to zero, which is pretty crazy. All right, um, Saturday we had uh, Celta Vigo one, Real Madrid three. Um, this game. I started to watch like the first, I think I watched the first 15 or 20 minutes and Kareem Benzema had the first goal of the season for uh, Real Madrid and the the thing that popped out to me when I looked at the highlights later was that <clears throat> Luka Modric's got a red card, which surprisingly, I think this might be the first time that I've ever seen this, that VAR actually corrected and rescinded the red card. Um, so I guess that's one benefit of VAR. You know, there are a lot of negatives with it. Goals getting taken away. You know, ridiculous penalties at times. But um, Luka Modric, you know, he had a red card rescinded. So as I mentioned, that game was uh, Celta Vigo 1, Real Madrid 3. Uh, next game, we had Valencia 1, Real Sociedad 1. It's another game with a red card. Um, next game, we had Real Mallorca 2, Ibar 1. Uh, then we had Villarreal 4, Granada 4, extremely high-scoring game. Uh, Santi Cazola, you know, he used to play for Arsenal. I remember, you know, playing, when I first started playing FIFA, I don't know, back in 2010, 2011, uh, I could always seem to score free kicks with Santi Cazola. Um, next game we have uh, Leganis 0, Asasuna 1. Um you know, Leganis almost had a goal. They had it uh, disallowed in the 61st minute. And this was another game with another late, late red card. Uh, yesterday, Sunday, we had uh, Alaves 1, Levante 0, Espanol 0, Sevilla 2, uh, Real Betis 1, Real Valladolid. I know I'm butchering that. 2. Um, Real Betis had a red card early um, within the first 10 minutes so they, they played the whole game with 10 men 
and then we had Atletico Madrid one, Getafe zero. Both teams had red cards in the first half, uh, so there really was no you know advantage for either team. I think maybe three minutes that uh, Atletico was able to enjoy having one extra man, and then uh, Lodi got sent off with his uh, with his red. So uh, it was first week, you know. I mean. I guess we expected to see Real Madrid win, expected to see Barcelona win, and that didn't happen. Um, Atletico Madrid, you know, I, I think they're they'll probably uh, they'll be, definitely be in the top three. I mean, I don't I don't really see uh, you know those top three teams Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico um, falling out at all. I don't see anybody challenging them, um, but I guess we'll see. You know, as the season progresses. I am interested to see how Barcelona responds to, to losing that game, though. I mean, that was that was tragic. I I don't know. I don't know what what happened with them. Okay, Bundesliga. Um, Bayern Munich started off the season hosting uh, Hertha Berlin. You know, they're the defending league champions. Uh, but the final score was Bayern Munich 2, Hertha Berlin 2. Robert Lewandowski had uh, two goals. Um, yeah, I mean, he actually had the equalizer. Uh, Bayern was down. I didn't watch this game. I did see, uh, you know, I had the notifications on my phone that I was getting. And uh, I was actually shocked that at home, season opener, that Bayern Munich was not able to to get three points. But, um you know, we'll see. I mean, I still think that Bayern is going to be the dominant team uh, in the Bundesliga this year. Obviously, they'll be challenged by Borussia Dortmund, which is, you know, every season. Um, I also think that uh, RB Leipzig is going to be up there, too. But if uh, Bayern continues out to stumble like this and, you know, give up points, um, just like last season, well, I guess early part of last season, they're going to have a difficult time being at the top of the table. And, you know, their coach, Nico Kovac, he's always on the hot seat. So... Um, and Byron, you got to be perfect, or uh, or you will be out. Um, let's see, first game on Saturday was uh, Bayer Leverkusen three, Paderborn two. Paderborn, you know, returning to the Bundesliga. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen is, you know, they're always in the top. I would say top six in the Bundesliga. Um, they're you know consistently a good team. Um, then you have Borussia Dortmund five, Augsburg one. Um, Jaden Sancho, Marco Royce. Both scored in this game. Uh, Paco Alcazar had uh, a really early goal, third minute, and then he scored one at the hour mark. Um, yeah, but, I mean, they had absolutely no issues whatsoever. They were at home. Augsburg, they're not that great of a team. Um, and as I mentioned, they're always challenging for the uh, the Bundesliga title. So, I mean, they started off the season basically finishing where they were last year. Um, they lost Christian Pulisic. He obviously went to Chelsea, but uh, you know, it didn't seem to matter whatsoever. Uh, next game, we got Werder Bremen 1, Fortuna Dusseldorf 3. I actually watched this game, and uh, Werder Bremen, I mean, they used to be you know German powerhouse, but uh, now it just seems like they are, I don't know. Maybe it's just a one game. It's fluky, I guess. Um, it was the first game of the season. Fortuna Dusseldorf, I mean, they were in the second Bundesliga a couple seasons ago. Um, but obviously they stepped up on the road, got the three points. Uh, Freiburg three, Mainz zero. Wolfsburg two, 
Clone One. Uh, Simon Tarada, who used to play for Stuttgart, uh, scored that late goal for Clone in the 91st minute, but obviously it wasn't enough to help them. They trailed the entire game. Um, Borussia Mönchengladbach, zero. Schalke Nufia, zero. Um, last night we had Eintracht Frankfurt, one. Hoffenheim, zero. They actually uh, scored a goal in the 42nd minute, but it was disallowed by VAR. Um, and then we also had Union Berlin making their Bundesliga debut at home. Zero. Red Bull or RB Leipzig, four. Um, you know, they almost had a fifth. But uh, Yusuf Paulson had a goal disallowed by VAR. Um, yeah, these are two teams that uh, actually are in the former eastern part of Germany. Um, Union Berlin being the East East Berlin team, and obviously Leipzig was in the former East. Um, yeah, I guess they just completely spoiled any hopes that Union Berlin had of getting any points out of this. Um, you know, but they have such loyal supporters that uh, it's not going to matter. They're going to support them regardless. I actually see them having a decent season. I think Union Berlin, they may stay up this year. They may not get relegated, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. As I mentioned in the first episode, I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, Berlin Derby, Hertha Berlin, and Union Berlin. That'll be great for the fans up there, great for the city. Um, I just hope that the rest of their games do not end like this one did. Okay, transfers. So as I talked about last week, um, there was a rumor that Mario Balotelli was going to go to uh, the Brazilian league, which, you know, I've never seen before. I've seen a player go from, uh, you know, still a player in their prime, I guess, or, you know, somewhere, you know, where they're still able to help a team win. Um, I mean, we just saw Danny Alves go uh, from Barca to Sao Paulo, but uh, he was going to go down to the Brazilian league, Mario Balotelli, but instead he decided to stay with his home, or not stay, but go to his hometown club, uh, Brescia. Um, you know, I mean, they're not really a, I don't want to say not a good team, but they're not a great team. I think he probably would have been better off staying in France or actually executing the move to Brazil. Um, I guess this will help him as far as, you know, national team selection, but uh, I don't really see it helping him any other way. Um, Alexis Sanchez. Even though the transfer window in um, England has been closed, um, apparently Alexis Sanchez and Manchester United are, you know, working a deal to try to get him to enter Milan. Um, You know, he'll definitely get more time. Uh, down in Inter, uh, Lukaku just went down there. This may be Inter's way of, you know, possibly challenging Juventus for the title this year. Um, I don't really see it, but, uh, you know, if not, definitely help them to secure a Champions League spot for, for next year. Um, because the English transfer window is closed, uh, even if the deal is completed, um, Alexis Sanchez won't be able to move until the earliest when the transfer market opens on January 1st. Uh, And now the never-ending drama of the summer as far as transfers go, Neymar. So Neymar is still in Paris, but uh, he has not played in their first two matches at all. Um, And now another transfer, 
Coutinho has been loaned from Barcelona to Bayern Munich. Now, he had been, you know, a part of a potential deal, um, you know, player plus cash uh, from Barcelona to Paris in order to get Neymar um, back to Barcelona. But now that Coutinho's gone, I mean, he was the, the main player. I mean, Dembele's name was thrown in there too, but now that he's gone and uh, Bayern actually have an option to buy him at the end of the season for 120 million euro, I really don't see Neymar leaving Paris and going to Barcelona. Now, there is still a possibility that Real Madrid could step in um, you know, they still have, you know, some players they could get rid of. Jaime Rodriguez pops into mind um, and that they could send to Paris with a player plus cash deal. Um, but we'll see. I mean, like I said, Neymar has not suited up this season for Paris. Um, you know, two games into the league on season. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the way that it's looking, though. I don't know. It seems like he's going to stay. I, I can't really see him moving on to Real Madrid. He's definitely not going to Barcelona now. Because even if he did go to Barcelona, you know, there's still, uh, there's still, the, I, I just don't see it happening. Where's he going to play at if he goes to Barcelona? Real Madrid does seem a good option, but I don't think they have that kind of money. They're not really trying to get rid of that many players. I don't think Paris would take Gareth Bale. Um, you know, because he's demanding too much money in wages. Uh, I mean, not that they don't have it, but uh, I, I just I just don't see it happening. Um, yeah, and like I said, Coutinho going to Bayern. Um, they probably could have used him this past week. I'm assuming he'll probably suit up next week for Bayern. I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, this whole transfer thing is... Oh, it's it's pretty wild. All right, a couple of things I want to cover before I end the show for the week. Um, this past uh, Wednesday night, we had the uh, Campeones Cup, which is the MLS champion from the previous season against the winner of the Apitura and Closura uh, championship in the Mexican League. Um, this is the second year that they've had this. Um, it's sort of like a Super Cup, uh, you know, because, you know, the format, um, and it's a one-off. But this year, it was Atlanta United, and they actually hosted Club America from the, uh, from the Mexican League. Um, and Atlanta won. Uh, it was Atlanta United 3, Club America 2. And immediately after the game was over, um, I immediately started hearing, reading people saying that the MLS is closing the gap between um, the MLS and the Liga Mex, the Mexican League. Um, I just I think it's too early to say that. While this is the second year in a row that a uh, MLS team has, you know, beaten the Mexican representative last year, uh, Toronto FC beat Tigres. Um, but this is a one-off game. Um, I think it's entirely too early to say that the MLS is catching up to Liga Mex. Um, one of the main reasons I say that is because of the CONCACAF champions league. So 
the CONCACAF Champions League, you know, at least for the last, I don't know, six, seven, probably longer seasons, um, has not been won by an MLS team. The Mexican teams have just completely dominated that. So until we have a, uh, a recent uh, MLS champion for the CONCACAF Champions League, can't really say that the, the gap is being closed between the MLS and um, Liga MX. Um, yes, I guess the, you know, the, the MLS teams are getting better, but I wouldn't necessarily say, necessarily say that they're closing the gap. Um, Atlanta United's a good team. Um, you know, they won the league last year uh, in their first season in the league. Um, yeah, but I, it's hard to say whether or not Club America actually took this game serious. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, also, this past weekend, uh, my team, VFB Stuttgart, they hosted uh, St. Pauli. Uh, they're a team from the Hamburg area. Um, St. Pauli was a team that I used to, I wouldn't say I supported them, but I was always following them, uh, you know, because I like to see, you know, derby matches in leagues. And because they're so close to Hamburg, um, you know, having that in the Bundesliga, you know, would be nice, at least for the fans up there. Um, they always seem to come so close. Um, but they never finish in the top three, you know, top two in the second Bundesliga automatically get promoted in the third plays against the third team from the bottom in the Bundesliga. It's basically what happened to Stuttgart last year. Um, but Stuttgart, um, they actually won this game. St. Pauli scored a goal early in the 18th minute and Stuttgart was trailing. Um, then Kempf scored in the 60th minute. And I thought that the game was going to end in a one one all draw, but uh, Gonzalez he had a couple of he had he remember had this one specific time he had this really really nice chance in the box, uh, he had the defender beat, he had the goalie you know second guessing himself, and he was trying to position the ball and he actually somehow bounced the ball off of his standing leg while he was trying to take the kick completely with the ball. Um, and I, after that happened, I just thought, oh, well, game's probably going to, you know, end 1-1. And, you know, somehow, 90th minute, he redeems himself. Even though I still kind of blame him last year for uh, Stuttgart actually even getting relegated because he was offside when Augo, uh, you know, would have scored a goal that got disallowed because Gonzalez was offside. But whatever, that's last season. Uh, but he ended up uh, scoring the 90th minute. The game ended 2-1. So as of right now, Stuttgart is, you know, they're doing pretty solid. They've got uh, seven points in three games, you know, after they drew with uh, Heidenheim. And, you know, they're doing pretty well. Right now they're sitting in second in the second Bundesliga. And if they finish the season there, I will be happy. You know, obviously if they win it, you know, I'll be happy too. But I just want them back in the Bundesliga. Um, so, yeah, you know, every week I'm going to give you guys something about VFB Stuttgart. So, um, that is going to uh, end the show I hope you guys have a great day thank you for listening um, as always you can contact me on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter Just search for 90 and Extra Time and you can also email me at 90 and Extra Time at gmail.com I'd love to hear from you any comments, questions, suggestions that you have um, just let me know hit me up thank you for listening have a good one.